you know, some time went on and then I get this DM from this random person and she goes, Hey, I see that your dog has the same birthday as my dog and they look identical. Did you get your dog from this kennel from this litter? And I was like, do I respond or do I not respond? Cause this is hella creepy. Um, <laughs> I almost didn't respond, um, which we would be in a totally different place in my life right now if I hadn't responded. <laughs> Welcome to the With a Dog Podcast, the podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. Hello, people with a dog. I hope all of you are doing well. I don't know if you're in this like February slump that I've been in. (laughs) I feel like I've been talking about how I've been in the slump for the past like four months, actually. But I think this one is more caused by the weather. If you're new here, I live in Seattle. I am a dog mom to two hound dogs. I started this podcast three years ago. I had a co-host for the first year, and then she took a step back to focus more on her career. So it's just been me the last two years. So if you are picking through episodes, there's almost 150 of them now. You may hear her voice on some of those earlier ones. And we have covered a wide range of topics over the last almost three years. And I also have occasional co-hosts, Charlotte, my friends Charlotte and Ashley, who are also both dog moms. Between the three of us, we cover pretty much like any dog perspective, dog interest, no matter where you fit in on the dog parenting like spectrum and thoughts, we probably have you covered (laughs) between the three of us. So as I said, I'm in Seattle. And I think, yeah, February slash March is always just like really the hardest time in the Pacific Northwest. You're just like officially done with the gray. There's no exciting things. It's not like it's Christmas and there's no snow usually at this time. It's just, it's just gray. And you're like, all right, we're, we're done here. Like, I really feel like the seasonal depression hits the hardest around this time. So personally, I am struggling through that right now. And while we're on the topic of life updates, other things that have been kind of on my mind lately, biohacking things like you, you guys know, I love a, a health and wellness moment. I've gotten back into my interest of biohacking and not like the, the extreme version But, you know, the stuff that you hear like the celebrities doing, like cold plunge and red light therapy and stuff like that. So I've I've been kind of geeking out over those things lately, probably because I'm looking for a fix for my seasonal depression. Also on my mind lately is I need a good TV show. Guys, DM me your recs. I, I am at a loss, man. I have just, I need something that's going to capture my attention but is not like too intense drama either. I haven't been able to find something that fits that that blend of something like a TV show that I'm looking forward to watching, but isn't going to be spiking my adrenaline right before I go to bed either. I also, <laughs> this sounds so lame. I don't want to be like, I can't take violence. 
I don't mind an action movie. I don't mind like a violent movie, but I think something about a TV show when it's like set in real life and so realistic just kind of brings me down. And that that's why I gravitate, I think, more towards like fantasy things or rom-com. You know, I love a rom-com. Anyway, so if you have a TV shows that you recommend, shoot them my way. I have a wreck, a movie wreck. Do you guys remember the movie The Rebound with Catherine Zeta-Jones? And I'm forgetting the guy's name, but he's the one who plays Riley in National Treasure. I just watched that again the other day. And can what a great movie. That movie, I think, was actually far ahead of its time. It is such a woman-empowering movie. Like, she divorces her husband, and she, like, gets this great new life, and she's in her 40s and already has kids, and then she gets, like, a hot younger man. It's, it is wonderful. So if you're if you're looking for like a good throwback, like, oh, my God, I haven't seen that in forever or I never saw it. That's my wreck for you guys. What a hot take, like a 13 year old movie. But speaking of something that is old, the podcast, guys, it's coming up on its three year anniversary. And I am I'm like, dang, I'm really feeling that's another thing that's just been on my mind lately. It's just really like, wow, I can't believe I've been doing this for three years looking back on all the great episodes I've done, you know, what's next? How do I want it to evolve this next year? It's turning three. Podcast is turning three on April 15th. So still got a couple months to go, but I'm, things are percolating in my mind, basically. Just like, okay, how do I want to, what do I want to do for this third year event? I know last year I did a few virtual events that everyone was able to join in on and those were super fun. So I may, I may do those again. I may just take a vacation. We don't know. But merch will be happening. Guys, I said it once. I'll say it, I'll say it again. <laughs> merch will be happening. That is my promise to you. I know you guys have been asking for it for so long. It's probably not going to be a bunch of different things. It's not like you're going to get sweaters and hats and phone cases and purses and whatever. It's probably going to be just like a little capsule collection of With a Dog merch. But it's coming. Speaking of, if you also have ideas for merch, drop them in my DMs. If you really want a hat or you really want a certain logo or if there's a certain saying that you notice I say a lot on the podcast, whatever it is, let me know and I'll get the ball rolling. I think that's everything that's been on my mind lately. Moving on to today's episode, I am continuing the relationship episodes, the love episodes, the love theme for February. Last week, I did the relationship episode with Dog Zaddy about our own relationship over the years and having dogs. Today, I am talking to Alestra about how she and her girlfriend Lauren met through their dogs. Then they blended their households, added another puppy to it. Now they have five German shorthair pointers. Guys, I just loved this episode so much. Alestra was so cool to talk to. I think she had a really great perspective of, one, having five dogs, but also just like blending because she already had two dogs and then Lauren already had two dogs. So blending their families together and like pack dynamics and and German short hair behaviors, all of the things. It was so fun to talk to her. And as I said, you know, I was trying to continue on this love theme for February. So this episode... I think really encompasses that because it's just, it's like a progression of, an, of a relationship. Like they met through their dogs, which is so cool. 
fell in love, moved to a new state together, mixed up the families. I mean, you guys know I am such a romantic, a true Libra at heart. So this was just right up my alley. I had such a good time talking to Alestra. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. There will be a bonus episode coming later this week where Charlotte was the guest host, and she is talking to one of her favorite brands called My Dog Needs a Dad. So we've got like last week was like the the long-term married couple one, <laughs> the, the old couple, me and Dog Zaddy. And then we had like the newer relationship that, you know, fell in love because of their dogs and blending together. And then we talk about kind of the single life, being on your own and having a dog with Charlotte's episode with My Dog Needs a Dad. That's coming out in a bit. So keep an eye out for that bonus guest episode in a few days. And in the meantime, let's jump into this interview with Alestra. So Alestra, welcome to the With a Dog podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. You actually were um, recommended as a guest by one of my listeners and previous guests, uh, Kristen of the Oz. Oh God, Winston the Aussie Coonhound. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's that's her yes, handle. Yeah. yeah, so I'm so you were recommended, you and Lauren, and your five dogs. So I'm <laughs> super excited to get into it. If you could just briefly introduce yourself and your family, sure. your little group to the listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm Alestra. Um, I'm actually an aerospace engineer. Um, so I build satellites. It's kind of my thing. Um. Let's see. We have five dogs, obviously. Um, we do have cats. Uh, no, they, you do too. <laughs> we do. Oh yeah, and they actually they actually do really well with the dogs, surprisingly. Um, let's see. Not the most interesting person, aside from having five dogs. Um, and aside from being an aerospace engineer, <laughs> shut up! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just, the interview is totally going to just be about that now. I'm like so intrigued. Go for it. Go for it. Happy to geek out about space anytime. It's (laughs) one of my favorite topics. So yeah, uh, Lauren, who wasn't able to be on the podcast this morning, she, uh, she works at a vet clinic. So she does reception as well as kennels and helps out with the techs every now and again. So um, that's just a little bit about who we are. And you guys are in, is it Colorado? Yeah, yeah, we're in Colorado Springs. Okay, well, yeah, now I have so many questions. I'm (laughs) (laughs) there's so many lines of discussion we could go down. But just before we get into that, how are you? How's how is February going for you? 2023? (laughs) Like, what's up? It has been a bit of a chaotic month. Um, No, this is not a six dog announcement. Okay, just putting that out there. It's not another dog announcement. it's been chaotic, but in a good way. We're moving towards some progress to the future, which is awesome. Um, 2023, we've been using this phrase, trust that the good is coming for this year to kind of help manifest mm. that positivity. And it's actually been working out pretty well. And we've been in a good headspace lately. So kind of taking the wins as we go. Trust that the good is coming. That is a great phrase, mantra. I just did an episode, gosh, I guess it was a couple months ago now. Of, of like five mantras I'm aiming towards for yeah. 2023. And that's that's a good one. I might have to write that down in my long list of them. Yeah, it's on our uh, 2023 bucket list board that we have. So 
Did you actually make like a physical like vision board kind of thing? Or like this chalkboard thing. I usually change it for the seasons with like a, you know, Halloween ain't spooky with my boo, you know, like funny (laughs) little things like that. But um, right now it hosts our 2023 goals and visions. So what's on there for the dogs? If, um, if we, if you don't mind going yeah, down no. this route. Um, our biggest thing for the dogs is taking them on an out-of-state adventure, um, as well as taking them on at least one new hike each month. So those are oh, kind dang. of the big things for the dogs. So. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. One <laughs> new hike. I might also try to steal that one as a resolution. Or, it's attainable. Or, yeah. That, that's because I feel like we definitely just go on the same ones over and over again. Or the same I, parks yeah. or the same, you know, because it's just Me like, too. yeah. So, no, I like that. One a month is doable, I think. On that note, what is a recent with a dog win you've had? Yeah, so kind of our biggest win overall is being able to take all five dogs off leash in fields and stuff. So we have a bunch of fields around here that we kind of take them to what we to do what we call a romp. Uh, so <laughs> just kind of getting to be a dog. Um, so on that kind of topic we've been working on a five by heel um okay so trying to have three on one side two on the other healing with you as you walk so we've been working on that and it's been better so we're that's kind of our little win is working on getting them all to follow us pretty tightly i am so impressed well first off i'm so impressed that you have five dogs which we will get into, but also the off-leash healing all in one. I mean, like with all five of them in one go, I, I think I would probably max out at like three. So the fact <laughs> that you're that you're like, we're going to do all five is very impressive. And I think yeah. that's so important too for the dogs to, to do a romp, like off-leash time yeah. to just run around and... I mean, especially with them being all bird dogs, that's what they're bred to do. They're bred to kind of range out and, you know, sniff and hunt down things. So giving them the opportunity to just be free in a field, like that tires them out more than anything. So Yes. And I've I've talked about this on other episodes, but my dog Lupin, he's an American foxhound and he so he does the sniffing. He he likes to romp. He likes to be off leash. There was a discernible difference in like his temperament. And our relationship, once I started letting him off leash and just, yeah, romping around in a field with him, like, and he just the, I think the feeling that he had, that he had freedom and that he was just like, could do what he wanted. It made him actually like trust me more. And then I don't know, it was, it was like, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's so cool that you're able to do that with all five of them, especially. Yeah. So, okay. Let's run through. Really quickly, the names and ages of them. Okay, yeah. So we have Tuca. He's going to turn nine in July. Um, we have Enzo and Bodie, who are the twins. Uh, they're how Lauren and I actually met. Uh, they'll be three in June. Uh, we have Vigo, who just turned one in January. And then yes. we have Aylin, who will be three in September. These are all very unique names, <laughs> which I love. So first, okay, Aylin. Where is yes. that? What is that from? That's from the Throne of Glass. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it was. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but I, I didn't recognize like the other one, so I was like, oh, maybe it's something different. Okay. So where where did you get the rest? So Throne of Glass for Aelin. Yep. And she's the only girl, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. 
Queen. I don't know if we can handle more than one female, to be honest. <laughs> she's a handful. <laughs> and she's a service dog, too, she right? She is, yeah. Okay. So Aelin, and then the other four, yeah, how did how did you or Lauren come up with the, the names for them? Yeah, so Tuca comes from Tuca Rask off the Bruins. Uh, Lauren grew up in Rhode Island, so um, the Bruins were kind of the team that you go for, um, at least for hockey. Uh, <laughs> and then Enzo, kind of like Enzo Ferrari, he's just an incredibly fast dog. Zero Ooh, that's kill, a good so. one. That's like yep. subtly witty. I like yes, that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Bodie actually comes from, <laughs> gonna let my nerd show for a minute. It comes from linear control theory, uh, which I did during my undergrad. Um, absolutely loved everything about controls. So, um, Bodie plots were kind of this thing that you did for, okay, I'm gonna stop nerding out, but, um. <laughs> Can you see my face like what? I'm like, I'm trying so like, hard what? to understand. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so Bodhi plots Bodhi science plots. thing. Yes, science okay. thing. <laughs> and then Vigo, uh, Lauren picked just because she kind of liked it. Um, but it kind of stems from Lord of the Rings, Vigo Mortensen, the actor. So yes. you just spelled it a little differently. So Okay, so you guys are like full nerds. Yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yes. I mean, my my dogs are Lupin and Albus. So, you know, we, yes. we got the, the Harry Potter the books. For um, yeah. Yeah. But... Yes, I think Lord of the Rings is probably going to be our next line of of naming. Yeah, potentially we we might like delve into that. Okay, so cool names. They're all German short hair pointers. Yes, personally, have not had a. I didn't have a ton of German short hair pointer um, experience, and then when I moved to London, there were tons of them over there. And it was like, there were a few breeds that were just like, why don't I see more of these in America? And it was yeah. English short hair pointers, German short hair pointers, Spaniels, and Greyhounds were like the the ones that I'm like, like you see them in America, like yeah. you know what they are, but it, they, they weren't nearly as prevalent, I think, as they were there. So I was able to like meet a lot more and I worked in a dog friendly office. So there were a few in the office oh, and awesome. stuff. It was it was so fun. They're such amazing dogs. And yeah. I want to know a little bit about like their their temperament. I know they're all of course like individuals, but right. are they like crazy level cuz cuz what we talk about sometimes with the hound dogs is that they have their like I'm crazy. I'm going to go, you know, sniff out things and romp around yeah. and like sprint around. But then they have a pretty good, most hounds have a pretty good off switch. Then they're like that typical, I'm going to sleep in the sun, lazy on the front porch, <laughs> you know, stereotype. And so how, where, where are the pointers in there? In the, in that range of like, are they always, cra are they like Vishla, like similar? Are they like Kinda, yeah. Australian so. Shepherd, like super smart, like constant? Or are they just like? It, it really depends. Each of our dogs are different. Uh, the breed as a whole is notorious for being called an asshole. Um, there's a literal Facebook page called GSP Assholes um, because they're just troublemakers. Um so they are very high energy. They're very smart, with the exception of like one of our dogs. He has maybe a singular brain cell. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're very smart, very high energy and active dogs. Um, and they don't really have an off switch unless you teach it to them. Um, okay. Some do. We have a couple of dogs that naturally had the off switch. Um, but our puppy Vigo 
zero off switch. We had to teach him place just to get him to actually lay down because he would just go until he would collapse in the afternoon and like pass out like of exhaustion. So, <laughs> so when, when you say that they're really smart, is it similar to like a herding breed where they're like anticipating your needs and like solving problems and like things like that? Or is it like a self-serving smart? Cause that's Ooh. what my hounds are. It's like they will figure out problems, but only the ones that they want to figure out like only I, things that they're oh, concerned about themselves i i definitely think it it's similar to the hounds i would say yeah. um they definitely can anticipate your needs like tuka is super smart he'll he'll listen to every single word you say and make it happen mm-hmm. um but usually they're like eh, i'm only gonna acknowledge you like if i want to acknowledge you kind of thing um yes. But generally, they're good problem solvers. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying learning more about them. Because as I said, like, I, I got more experience with them. But they, it, was in, it was in, like, an office setting and, like, yeah. playing in the park and things like that. <laughs> so who were your dogs coming into the relationship? And tell me a little bit of why you decided German Short Hair Pointers as the breed you wanted to get. Yeah. So my brother actually has a German short hair and has had him for nine or so years. Um, so when I was younger, kind of seeing how Bradley was um, and how good he was, how sweet he was, I knew that, all right, I want one of three dogs. I want a Nova Scotia duck toller, a border collie or a German short hair. Those were like my three top dogs when I was looking to get a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately I ended up going with the ger- German short hairs just because they kind of fit my lifestyle at that time. Um, so coming into the relationship, I came in with Bodie and Aylin. Um, okay. I was crazy and I got two puppies three months apart. Um, don't recommend that, but I did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they were different. Was it different breeders or different litter or? <laughs> So they're actually from the same breeder. They have the same dad, but different moms. Okay. So, yeah, okay, that's okay. how they were three months apart is the moms were kind of overlapping in pregnancy. So, Did they get that like litter mate syndrome that you hear sometimes where they like I, bond yeah. only with each other and gang up on you? <laughs> so I actually, when they were both really young, I sent them to a professional board and train um, and then I had private lessons and group lessons and everything with them. So the trainer kind of told me how to mitigate that and what to do to make sure that doesn't happen. So we didn't have an issue at all because I was able to crate them separately in different rooms, um, give them one-on-one time so that they bond with me more than each other. And I mean, they ended up bonding really closely with each other too, but no litter mate syndrome between them anyways. That is very impressive. You were on it like from the get-go. Yes. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to make sure there's no litter mate syndrome and I'm going to make sure that they <laughs> are well-trained and nice dogs. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I think Aylin was 12 weeks old when she did the board and train. Bodie was about six months or just shy of six months. So six months, three months. Yeah. Let's get on to... One of the main reasons that I brought you on today is to talk about the love story. So this is like Valentine's Day episode <laughs> yes. slash month. And I've been searching for like a story where people met through their dogs, you know, like a little meet cute <laughs> at the dog park or 
there's a really there's a couple really well known like influencer van life people who who met through their dogs as well and um yeah you know probably know yeah. who I'm talking about um and so so I was like that's so cool and I want to find other people out there with that same story <laughs> so I'm so happy that you are able to share yours so talk to me about how it all went down okay so. When I first got Bodhi, I ended up having just too many pictures of him. So I decided, all right, it's time to make a separate Instagram account. So I have somewhere to put them all, um, all that good stuff. As you do when you... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, when you get a dog, dog, you're like, it'll just be on my account. And then either your account turns into (laughs) a dog dog account account. or you create a whole new one. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I created a whole new one. And... You know, some time went on and then I get this DM from this random person and she goes, hey, I see that your dog has the same birthday as my dog and they look identical. Did you get your dog from this kennel, from this litter? And I was like, do I respond or do I not respond? Because this is hella creepy. Um, <laughs> I almost didn't respond, um, which we would be in a totally different place in my life right now if I hadn't responded. It's, it's such a dog dog person dm though like so like is. i feel like sometimes in like on dogstagram or whatever we're all just like in each other's lives like we're just <laughs> yeah. like how's the sleep situation happening for so and so and you're like who are you like <laughs> yeah so i love that okay so you did respond i did respond um and we figured out that our our two boys so enzo and bodhi were litter mates and um Lauren had actually found a couple other litter mates. So we decided to make a group chat of the four of us. Um, you know, we were planning to get the dogs together, which we actually did. Um, and all that good stuff. I was living in Virginia at the time. Lauren was in Rhode Island. Um, and one of the litter mates was in Maryland. So okay, and I met up with the Maryland litter mate pretty frequently. But Lauren had come down to, um, this was several months later, to come down to have the dogs have a play date. Um, and so kind of when she came down around that time, a few, probably like six months after we had had that initial, hey, our dogs are the same kind of thing, um, we kind of just hit it off. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, it was a very tentative, like, kind of dipping your toe in the water thing because, you know, the dogs are come first and, you know, getting together with me and having four dogs and how do we feel about having four dogs? And, you know, Tuca has some mild reactivity. So will he like Bodie and Aylin, you know, like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So we took our time and ultimately I went up to Rhode Island probably in April of that year. And I ended up staying for an entire month because I just was having such a good time. And like, we were just, starting our relationship and everything so and you brought the dogs with you i did yeah i brought my two dogs trialing all four of them together too exactly exactly so it worked out really well and uh from there we needed we were like we're not going to keep doing this long distance thing like this is just not sustainable um so where do we want to go where where's a good place to have jobs and you know to kind of have our dogs be dogs and everything and we settled on Colorado. So Colorado. Okay. <laughs> There's so many okay. I have so many questions, follow-up questions. But I can I just say Colorado dog 
situation is the funniest thing to me on Dogstagram because, okay, so Charlotte, my occasional co-host, yeah. is in Denver and or like outside of Denver. And then we've got Ashley, New York City, me in Seattle. And Seattle's, I think, similar, like Pacific Northwest, similar to Colorado as far as the like, I think some of the culture and the hiking and outdoorsy and that kind of thing. Um, I'm not very good at being like that but (laughs) but it's like similar and so it's just really funny because charlotte will sometimes say things be like oh yeah well there's tons of border collies or like you know there's border collies everywhere and i'm like there's not here like there's there's a good amount of maybe australian shepherds and and ashley in new york is like no i never see a border collie and and so it's just like i feel like colorado is sometimes this little bubble of dog life and and specific dog things like the sports the dog sports that she does i have never heard of that and she's like oh yeah we went bike joring or whatever and i'm oh i bike joring yeah yeah (laughs) i'm just like what is this like what is this place (laughs) anyway so the fact that you were like we have four four dogs at the time at the time yeah yeah four dogs where do we want to go and like be outdoors and and a great place for dogs it's like colorado of course. Like, if I was going to try to decide a place for my dogs, too, I'd probably also go to Colorado. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, no one moved to Colorado, though, because I hear that the rent prices are increasing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Please. Help um, us all. Okay. So, you guys decided to move there. Yeah. You, you mentioned you were both on the East Coast then. Are yep. German short hairs more common over there? Um, or... Is it hmm. kind of like the same as any other breed? Like kind of just like you I see I feel them. like it's the same. Um, there's definitely, I don't know. I feel like I see them everywhere I go. Kind of like a confirmation bias, you know, like yes. once you have one, you see them all the time. So yeah, I, I don't know. When I lived in Virginia, I didn't really see any. I saw the litter mates that we hung out with and that was pretty much it. So yeah. I don't know. I think in other regions of the East Coast, possibly more common, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I was just wondering from what I said earlier about seeing them more in the UK. And then you said that you were actually on the East Coast initially. And I was like, oh, I wonder. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with the confirmation bias. Like there are very few hounds in the Pacific Northwest. And yet I feel like I see them. Right. Every, like all the time. Right. So back to your love story. The six months or so when you first met each other online and like got the little group together. And then when you actually got together in person, were you guys talking like yeah. consistently during that? Yeah. yeah. So we we had a group chat with all the litter mates and stuff and we would all send messages, say, Hey, is your is your dog like struggling to potty train? Is your dog like, you know, eating everything and you know, just kind of that kind of stuff. Um and it got to a point where Lauren and I were pretty much just spamming the group chat and we felt bad. So we were like, All right, let's just kinda take that out of the group chat if we're gonna keep asking questions because you know, don't want to overwhelm anyone with like a hundred notifications or something ridiculous. So yeah, you took it private. And (laughs) were you like getting the vibe early on that you were like, oh, yeah, there's something here? Or are you just like, this is a friend, a fellow dog mom, do do do. And then when you met in person? Oh, gosh, kind of a bit of both, honestly. So I try to not put myself in situations where I think of anybody in a specific way. Um, I'm just not that way. I like to treat everyone as a friend pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were definitely friends for a bit. Um, and (laughs) 
And then I just started like thinking to myself, I'm like, I wonder if she likes me. Like, I can't tell. I feel like she might. And then she kind of like asks some leading questions that I was like, okay, I think she does like me, but I don't know. And then when we met in person, I was like, that woman right there, that's the woman I want to marry. Like, I, I distinctly ah! remember having that thought in my head that I'm like, I'm going to marry that woman kind of thing. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> I'm getting butterflies. I know. <laughs> Unlike you, corny. I'm I'm like, I mean, I understand, like, you want to treat everyone, like, as a friend. But I'm also yeah. a person who's like, I have a crush on you and you and you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like, you're cool. You're cute. Um <laughs> And I'm also a ridiculously romantic person, which is I'm, yeah, a I'm a hopeless romantic for sure. So yeah, okay. So when you actually saw each other, you were like, "Done, that's it." I was. She was kind of like she liked me for sure, but you know, she she's a more like cautious approach to person. I'm very much like dive off the deep end kind of person. So, which is interesting since you're the the scientist. Like you you think stereotype wise. Oh yeah. It would oh, be. Yeah. So she was like sup. She was keeping it she was keeping it a little more internal yeah. that yeah. she liked you. So how long were you guys doing like long distance and all of that before you decided to move to Colorado? Probably like 3 or 4 months. I know that sounds like a rushed timeline, but of those three to four months of long distance, because I was still working from home at the time, I was actually able to work from home in Rhode Island. So we spent pretty much that entire time together. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I can't really imagine not living with you because this is just like, that's just not going to be fun for either of us. So I feel like it could be the whole relationship timeline probably sometimes I think needs to be expedited also when you have dogs. Yeah. I think dogs thrive so well on on a good routine, especially mm -hmm. active dogs like you guys have. And so like a back and forth, like half the time you're living somewhere and half you're not. Like if they're off yeah. their routine, I think it leads sometimes to more behavior problems and all of that. Even sure. just like if they're off their poop schedule and you're just like, you know, then you're oh, out there at 2 a.m. and you're like, screw this. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, another thing that we had to think about was, you know, having a pack of dogs, like if they've been together for so long, what's that going to look like if they're apart for too long and then come back together for too long? Like, how does yeah. that affect the pack dynamic, too? Yes. So. Talk to me about blending the, okay. the families, basically. This yeah. is <laughs> this is very Brady Bunch. You know, I, <laughs> it definitely is. We call ourselves the Brady Bunch of the dog world. Um, so we're like a yours, mine, and ours situation. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I, I would like to say that we took it slow when we introduced the dogs and that we did it right, but we didn't. Uh, yeah. Lauren was staying <laughs> in, a, in an apartment with a yard. So when I first arrived in Rhode Island for the first time ever, um, I got out of the car and she was like, toss him in the yard. I opened the yard. I threw Bodie and Aylin in the yard and she let Tuka and Enzo out. And that was pretty much what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, they were really excited to see Enzo again because they had met Enzo. They hadn't met Tuka though. So we were just kind of like, we'll see how it goes. Both of my dogs are very submissive. So I wasn't worried about it. Um, this was something we had discussed. And so kind of just threw them in there and Tuka was totally fine with them. He, he growled at them for a minute. And then was like, all right, you're not you're not trying to like come in on my territory or anything, so we're cool. And Tuka's older than all of them too, right? Yes. Yep, he's older by about 
uh, men, uh, like public math, five or six years. So, so he's kind of like get off my lawn. Yep. This is probably me being anthropomorphic with dog behavior, but I feel like sometimes when dogs meet an older dog, when a younger dog meets an older dog, it's not like oh, like alpha respect. Like I don't mean it like that, but I think they recognize like oh, okay, oh yeah, this guy's not gonna play with me. Yeah. No, like they just they're kind of like okay, cool. Like you're you're older. I got exactly. You. They they all of them, all four of the younger ones, respect the hell out of him. Like. He's the alpha, but they just respect him and they love him. And you can just tell that they look up to him so much. It's like the sweetest thing. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so all four of them met. It was going yeah. well or it, it, it went well. Yep. Then you moved out to Colorado. How long before you get you got Vigo? <laughs> four months. <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I had to do the mental math there. Uh, four months is not a long time. So we... He was born in January. We moved in September. Um, so we got him in January. Well, we placed a deposit on him in January. We didn't get him till March. So Was it already out in Colorado that you got him? No, we actually got him from the same breeder as Bodie, Enzo, and Aylin. Oh, okay. So it was before you met? Or sorry, blah, before you moved? No. Okay, so we had already moved, moved, but you went and back. And then we went back to that same breeder. Okay. Um, and then had him shipped out to us. Got it, got it. Okay. So they're all kind of related. They are. Well, Vigo has totally different parents from the other three. The other three have the same dad. So. Okay, okay. So, oh, and then where's Tuca in here? Tuca actually came from a breeder in Colorado, but that was while Lauren lived in Rhode Island. So there's irony there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm loving putting all these puzzle pieces together. Yeah, it's very yeah. confusing. <laughs> well, I can only imagine now that you have five dogs, I feel like it, that's probably your life. It's just like, oh yeah, putting together like, okay, do we have all the leashes? Do we have all the, oh, do yeah. we have enough poop bags? And who has the treats? And They each have their own hanger by the front door. It has their name on it and has two hooks where we keep a collar and a leash at all times. Their e-collar, we keep everything there. And then they actually have their own room where we keep the rest of their stuff, including their kennels and everything else. So oh we are very organized and we have already decided no kids because we already have five of them and yeah. they're everywhere all the time. So <laughs> you're over here like watching like child parenting TikToks and reels and everything to <laughs> yeah. be like, okay, how do they organize all of them before exactly. school? And you're like exactly. getting inspo. <laughs> um, that led me to the other question. You said kennels. Yes. So I guess, so one, are they allowed on the bed while you're sleeping or are they all in their kennels? Uh, Tuka is allowed on the bed. No one else. Okay. So. <laughs> that was going to be my question because I feel like in with me and my husband and our dogs, our older dog Lupin, so he's 12. And when we brought in Albus, it was like, Albie can do some of the things Lupin can't. Like as far as activity and yeah. things, things like that. Like Albie can go on the hikes with us and stuff. And Lupin's just like not, you know, he's a little too old. Yeah. But Lupin is is the one who's allowed to sleep with us on the bed. Like he gets a hierarchy in the house right. a little bit because I'm like he's he's the firstborn. He's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's the old man. Like we gotta throw him a bone, kind of. <laughs> and um and so yeah. So I wondered how it was with both of you already having two of your own dogs. And yeah. then, like, 
I don't know. It just was. Was there any like? Was it hard to create? I don't want to call it a hierarchy bef- among the dogs. Like I don't want to, yeah. it to sound like that. But like, was it hard to create that kind of balance of like, well, so and so is used to allowing being allowed to do yeah. this, and then, but now they can't. And mm-hmm. it's definitely it was something that we kind of had to find a happy medium with and compromise on a little bit because I had gotten to a point where Bodie and Aylin were on their beds in my room. I actually didn't allow dogs on the bed. I was kind of disgusted by it. I'm like, you guys will never be allowed on my beds. I hate it. Um, mm-hmm. You guys sleep in your own beds in my room. That's fine. Um, now they sleep in their kennels all the time. Um, we've yeah. discussed maybe having them in beds in our room, but there's a lot of them and Vigo is not ready for that yet. So we'll see. But um, Lauren, he's crazy puppy it, still. Crazy puppy. Crazy yeah. puppy. Um, Lauren has always had Tuka on her bed sleeping. Um, so that was something I compromised on. Um, and we decided to just keep the dogs in the kennels for ease. As far as like pack dynamic, we let them figure that out. Um, yeah. and we already kind of knew Bodhi would be at the bottom because Bodhi is like, he's my oldest. He's my like golden child. I love him more than the rest. I know that sounds bad to say, but he's my firstborn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is the most submissive dog you'll ever meet. So he's definitely like the bottom of the pack, but like, He's content to be there. So they kind of figured out their own dynamic. Okay. So that's cool that you guys didn't, like, you had to put maybe some rules in place for your own sanity, but otherwise you kind of just let the five of them figure out. Oh, yeah. It's with that many, you kind of have to because, you know, I could tell them all day long, like, you know, give Bodhi more privileges or like, you know, tell them to leave him alone or like stand up for him. But at the end of the day, with that many dogs, they're going to figure out their place anyways. So kind of letting them have their dog instincts to do that, that was pretty important for us to let them dog it out. And then we will step in when necessary. And they all have the command break down. So if they're playing or, you know, playing tug or just like running around like crazy, they know when we yell break, they know to stop exactly what they're doing and move apart from each other. So those are probably the biggest things that we've done. Vigo looks like the cutest (laughs) and craziest (laughs) little puppy ever. So why did you guys decide, let's just, let's get a fifth? (laughs) Uh, So we had actually talked about it for a bit before we got him. Um, You know, I have my two, she has her two. And they will always be my dogs. They will always be her dogs. Like, I love them. I love Tuca and Enzo more than anything. And they are my dogs, but they will always be hers first, if that makes sense. Like, they have an affinity to her, even though they love me so, so much. But they have an affinity to her, just like Bodie and Aylin have an affinity for me. And we're like, let's get one that is both of ours, that is neither yours nor mine. It's just ours. And so we had talked about it for a while and then we ended up falling in love with little Vigo and had to, had to do it. So (laughs) I think you touched on something really interesting there with the whole, like, these are still always going to be my dogs and those are going to be hers. And, and I think that's probably very common when two people who have their own dogs pre relationship, you know, get together. And, but personally, I've just happened to be with my partner since we were really young and and um and got our dogs together so 
I'm always like intrigued by that. So the sense technically I'm saying this is a relationship episode. Um, <laughs> so on that note, like how, how do you guys manage that? I guess, like, I know you said it's like, they're still your dog. Like it, like you still love each other's dog and take care of each other's dog. Oh, yeah. But like, how do you manage that? Like, is it like, okay, you're still financially in charge of your dog's vet bills or like you always do your dog feedings or like what? Yeah, that's a good point. We, we actually split it. So um, we do every other bag of food, for example. Um, so like I do one, we have it on auto ship. So my bags come every two weeks, her bags come every two weeks, but like staggered. Yeah. Um, so that's like a big way that we split. Um, you know, if we want new collars, well, one time I'll buy, all five the next time she'll buy all five um so we we try to split it as evenly as possible and obviously there are some things where i'm like you know i i really like this one thing i think it'll look really good on Bodie, and i just get it for him instead of you know all of them so yeah we definitely do like kind of oh i just want to get these two or you know she just wants to get her two and so we we do split stuff, but we're also okay with doing stuff just for e- each other's dogs. So Okay. I think that makes sense. And so it's like you kind of evolved to just like split everything. Yeah, exactly. We, we had yeah. had many discussions about that, trying to figure out, you know, like, would I do it? Would she do it? Or do we just buy for our own dogs? And it just makes more sense to just split what we can when we can. It's probably actually, now that I think about it, if you have the amount of dogs that you guys do, it would probably be really hard if you were constantly paying attention to the behavior or the nuances of all five at once. So it, it probably yeah. does make a make sense that you kind of have like slightly heightened focus on your two. Like you're still watching everyone, but like heightened focus of like, oh, so-and-so seems to be licking more lately or, yep. you know, like just oh, like a heightened sure. thing of like, cause you know, your dog's best, like from puppyhood. Yep. And then she can do the same with her. And then yeah, Vigo split because spoiled yep. baby. Spoiled yeah. baby. Very yeah. spoiled baby. But <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely try to keep it as even as possible. And I mean, it's hard with Aelin being my service dog, I do spend all day with her. So I am very in tune with her. Um, so there's a little bit of a disparity there. But when she's off duty, quote unquote, I try to make it even and do a lot of stuff with Bodhi, Tuka, Enzo, and Vigo. So. Yeah. I want to talk more about Aelin as a service dog. But I, one last question about like kind of <laughs> blending all of them and just having five of them. Um, what commands or cues have you noticed have been like invaluable to you guys. Like you mentioned break and you yep. kind of mentioned like the the heel too. And yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like you probably have really good insight on this more so than a person who has like one or two dogs. And it's like, yeah, we use sit and they, stay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, are there any more unique ones that you think you oh, guys Oh, for use? sure. We use break a lot. We use place. Um, we... Uh, the big one is leash skills. So we don't really have a command for that, but how they behave on leash is a super big deal to us because, you know, when Lauren's at work and I get home from work, I want to, you know, take the five of them for a walk. Well, I'm not, I refuse to be dragged down the street with them, you know, like I want to be able to have that mild flex where they're all good on leash, you know? Um, That's a strong flex. That's a very impressive (laughs) flex. (laughs) Yeah. So we have commands like, 
uh, stop pulling or don't pull. Um, Vigo went to a specific training program. So his word is come. Um, it actually makes him drop into a heel, which is kind of cool that they did that. Um, so kind of just that loose leash mentality. Um, let's see what else. Weight is also a big one. Like that's we, my favorite. Oh, weight yeah. is our probably our most used command, especially with mealtime. Um, mm-hmm. We make them all wait. We put all five bowls down and we make them watch. So that's kind of one of our other commands is we make them watch, give me your eye contact, show me that you're listening and then free. So and then go. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's this thing that's, I think, acknowledged, but not talked about too much in the dog world of, you know, a, a small dog is allowed to have maybe like kind of worse behavior than, oh, than yeah. a big dog is. And I think this is probably the same for you guys having multiple dogs yeah. of, you know, like if you have one or two in the home, you can probably get away with some like not not great leash walking or whatever. You can probably get away with some behaviors. But when you have five, it's like they need to they need to know just so the chaos doesn't ensue. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's definitely so. I mean, we're humans. Some days we're better about it than others. Some days, you know, we both get home from work and we're tired. So we just let them be chaos for a little bit. And then. Yeah you know, we'll give them a chew or like bend bones or something to keep them busy. Um, but we definitely cannot get away with them having bad behavior because there's just too many of them. And the expectation has already been set with, you know, me training my two, Lauren training her two. We're lucky that we had very similar mindsets when it came to training um, so that when we trained Vigo, we were already on the same page and he, he already had the four other trained dogs to look up to. No, I like that. Now, now I'm, now I'm over here like, I wonder if I should get more and then they'll be better trained. But it's like, no, you still have to train them, Carly. <laughs> you still have to train them yeah. and they do regress when the puppy comes into play. So mm, the puppy. Oh, oh Vigo. Yes. Oh, Vigo. He's so cute. And he's ridiculous. Yeah. He just he just he just looks like he has like a squishy face. He just want to like he squish does him. have a squishy face. We squish his face all the time because he's just smushable. Like he yes. has the biggest blocky head, and you just <laughs> squish. <laughs> <laughs> um, really quickly because Aylin, love the name again. Yes. <laughs> um, it's book series guys called Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. Check it read out. Read it. Read yes. it. It's so good. <laughs> are you are you Throne of Glass or are you Akatar? <sighs> preference. Oh, I like both a lot. Yeah. I don't know. The court books are really good, though. They are. But the first one is like, I feel like so lame in comparison. But it gets so good, much, though. There's so much better spice in the Akatar one. True. Very than, true. <laughs> I, way I, I read Akatar and then Throne of Glass. And then I was like, oh, okay. This is a little Oh, different. see, I read it opposite. So yeah. for me, it kind of like progresses in time, like with. Yes sarah as she moves on you know yes yeah yeah no i um i finally got my partner to actually listen to the crescent city series so So, yeah so good good. i'm (laughs) i can we can talk about that um (laughs) okay so aelin service dog so how like at what age did she become a service dog did you know she was going to be one when you got her I did not when I first got her. Um, I knew at some point I wanted a service dog just because of my medical issues. I'm like, it would be awesome to have some help. Um, when I did that board and train when they were younger, 
I actually had them evaluated by the trainer. The trainer I went to actually has a service dog. Um, and so I asked her, I was like, do you think either of them have the propensity to be a service dog? And she was like, this one right here. And that was Aylin. And I kind of just took it and ran with it. Um, so, you know, anytime something would happen to me, I would make her like kind of do a trick, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, that eventually became her tasks. So okay. something would happen to me. I would make her do like a compress, for example, where she would be in my lap um, and then mark that. And so it got to a point where now when I start feeling that way, even if I don't know it, she knows it because she's put the two things together that she needs to perform a task when something is happening with me. So kind of like cues for like bodily cues that she picked up on. And how old is she now? She's like two and a half, give or take. Okay. So is she like full service dog? She is with you like 24 seven. She can go to all the different, you know, she can go on a plane. She can go on the different stores and stuff. She's not just like emotional support. It's like actual service. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very much medical, medical usage there. Um, Sometimes I get lazy with bringing her out and about because, you know, if I have Lauren with me, for example, Lauren can also help with those situations. Not as good, not not a knock on Lauren, but there are just some things that Aelin is in tune with. Um, So sometimes because I do feel that guilt with having the other four dogs at home, I try to balance it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to find that happy medium is tough sometimes, but we've gotten into a good routine with her and she does come with me like 90% of the time. So, so how is her behavior different than the <laughs> other dogs? One, because she's the only female and then also yeah. the service dog. So like, what's the, she's probably the second alpha. I would say all the, all the boys love her. Um, they like admire her they're like oh look big sister's like the best kind of thing you know (laughs) um it's funny because she has a fantastic off switch she just always has um so she knows when it's time to work the second that harness goes on she's like a completely different dog like she's very with it very sharp um but the second we get home and the harness comes off she's back to being a typical gsp like absolutely batshit just like psycho dog um (laughs) and she plays just as hard as the boys do and she you know so it's that's why i laugh when you say how's her behavior because she's so good and so bad at the same time (laughs) it depends on the day (laughs) (laughs) that's i mean i think that's what i've heard a lot about female dogs or like in my experience too like they're so good but they're so bad like they can be a little bit sassier oh my gosh she's such a diva such a diva (laughs) i love that which is the dog you mentioned earlier that you were like i think he has like one brain cell who's oh that's bodie that's bodie for sure bodie has a singular brain cell love him to death he is literally the sweetest dog ever every day is the best day ever for him but (laughs) man sometimes things just don't just don't click for him yeah (laughs) i know that exact thing that's that's lupin i mean He's so smart, like, when he wants to be. But any other thing, it's just like, you're like, bro, what do you want? And he's just, like, (laughs) staring at you. And I'm like, what? 
what is happening in there? Like, you're <laughs> yeah. just like the little cog is like moving in the brain. Like, yeah. Come on. It's just such a like, what? Yeah. Face that's like. <laughs> I'm really enjoying you describing the pack dynamics yeah. because I think, yeah, I think that's probably the funnest part. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> is that like one of the most fun parts about having all five is just like watching them interact and watching their oh, little yeah. personalities come out? It's fun to watch them play because they each play differently with each other. So, like, there's the pack dynamic and then there's the inter-pack dynamic. So, Bodhi and Tuka have a different bond than Enzo and Aelin do. And Aelin and Tuka have a different bond than Vigo and Enzo. So, like, each pair just kind of has a different dynamic. Um, they play differently together. They cuddle differently with each other. It's it's really cool to watch them kind of find their place with each dog so it's it's definitely the fun part for sure oh my gosh well okay i think we're coming to an end i've asked all of the questions (laughs) (laughs) so i think last one since this is the with a dog podcast why do you choose life with a dog oh man let's see there are many reasons at this rate i don't think i could ever live my life without a dog um especially having so many of them but the chaos the love the energy it just all reminds you to not just live but to thrive and to actually enjoy the little things and it also kind of reminds you of the person that you can be and the person you should strive to be with all that love and energy and positivity so Oh my goodness. That was such a good answer. Oh, thank you. That was, I think that was one of my favorite answers. Uh, Not just to live, but to thrive. I think that's so, so true. I can only imagine with all of those dogs that, that you could just like thrive. Oh yeah. Everyone's so full of life and it's like, let's do this. And yeah, I like that. Okay. Well, if anyone wants to follow you and the sweet life of five, all five of them, you and Lauren, then uh, can you go ahead and plug your info for the listeners? Yeah, so we have Instagram and TikTok, uh, both the same handle. It's at the Sweet Life of Five, but there's a period in between every single word. So it's the dot sweet dot, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so you can follow our chaos there if you would like to. Lots of videos, lots of reels. So The photos of all of them are great. I'm so impressed that you're able to get photos of all five of them too. See, and that's where that weight command comes into play, you know? <laughs> yes. I was I was watching the one reel that you had when it was like all four of them were lined up and then like Bodhi, I think it was, was like <laughs> yeah. over to the side. <laughs> Singular brain cell, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, bro, like get with the game. We're over here. He's like, yeah. no, no, over here is better. Thank you. It's <laughs> like, I'm sitting. What do you want? <laughs> I'm doing the thing. Um Okay, well, thank you so much for this great interview, Alestra. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, if anyone wants to follow pod- the podcast, it's at With a Dog Podcast on Instagram. TikTok is my personal one. It's at Carly with a Dog, and that's the same for Instagram as well. And we have new episodes every Wednesday, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.